Hey, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the paddock for episode 40. Today, we are talking about driver number four on the track and everyone's favorite Muppet slash trophy terrorizer, Lando Norris. I'm Hannah, and with me today, we have Megan, Drea, and Leanne. So we're going to kick it off with who is Lando Norris exactly and kind of his backstory and his beginning. So Lando was born on November 13th, 1999, which is what makes him our sassy Scorpio King. His father, Adam Norris, is a retired pensions manager who is now the founder of the Pure Electric Scooters, which you can spot some of the drivers using to scoot around the paddock during race weekends. His mother, Siska, is from the Flanders region of Belgium. McLaren driver Lando Norris was born and raised in Bristol, UK. He has three siblings, of who he is the second oldest, um, so he is one of the middle children. Um, he has two younger sisters, Flo and Siska, and an older brother, Oliver, who was also involved in karting at a competitive level into 2014. Lando holds both the British and Belgian citizenship and speaks a small amount of Flemish Dutch, but not enough to be fluent in a conversation. In his early childhood, he tried horse riding, then quad biking, motorcycle riding, before moving into karting after his father took him to watch the National British Karting Championship at age seven. Like previously mentioned as well, Norris sampled a kart for the first time at the Clay Pigeon Kart Track, also at age seven, alongside his older brother, Oliver. And because of that, shortly after began competing in karting, because they both fell in love with it. Also to know, he is in love with MotoGP, aka Valentino Rossi, then later on Formula One, and you can catch him meeting his idol many times over the years. Lando, you and I have the same favorite guy, just to let you know. He was a member of the McLaren Junior Program to later on make his F1 debut in 2019, when he earned a promotion from F2, to his future partner, Carlos Sainz, but we will talk about all that later on. Taking it from the F1 website, they stated Lando Norris was not named after Star Wars rebel Lando Carlison. His mom just liked the moniker, but he has flair and fighting spirit and bountiful supply. If you haven't watched any of his interviews or just who he is, you'll understand what we mean. Speaking of that fighting spirit that comes in bountiful supply we're going to get into his career and how it started and how like hannah mentioned he is who he is and how that's contributed to his racing so norris started his racing career at the age of seven when he got his first ever pole position at his first national event in 2013 Norris competed in the KF Junior Karting, winning the CIK FIA European Championship and the International Super Cup, as well as the WSK Euro Series. In 2014, he won the CIK FIA KF World Championship with Ricky Flynn Motorsport, which made him the youngest karting world champion. And like Meg had stated, he made history by becoming the youngest karting world championship winner. 
taking the CIKFIAKF World Championship title, an accomplishment that was previously held by Lewis Hamilton himself. At one stage, Lando Norris competed in both the KF and Rotex karting categories with his father's encouragement to broaden his experience and give him a feel for different kinds of equipment slash tires because they kind of race in different styles and different tire compounds. The intensive program paid off though for Lando and delivered an impressive string of titles. A gifted carter, Lando remains the youngest driver ever to set a pole position at a national meeting. Go Lando. Have you guys ever seen the video of little Lando and those tall guys and those older men while he's trying to spray champagne on them on the podium? Just him being the youngest winner and youngest person to set pole position, that video is just what my mind immediately goes to because it's so hilarious because he can't reach him because he's so tiny. But um, yes, yes. But anyways, in 2014, Lando made his car racing debut in the Genetic Junior Championship, which is a support series to the British Touring Car Championship. He finished third in the championship, winning four races and also the Rookie Cup. At Croft, he took the first of what turned out to be five consecutive pole positions, three of which he converted into wins. He ended the year with a fourth victory, which earned him third in the championship and top rookie honors. So he had an impressive like beginning start of his career. To continue the impressive career that Lando has had, in 2015, he signed with Carlin Motorsport to drive in the MSA Formula Championship, which is now known as the F4 British Championship. Lando managed to come away with 8 wins, 10 pole positions, and 14 total podiums to win the championship that year. He's incredible. He also could be seen that year in the ADAC and Italian Formula 4 championships with Mook Motorsport. I am so sorry if I butchered that name. Where he achieved six podiums from eight starts. Moving on to the next year, at the beginning of 2016, Lando competed in the Toyota Racing Series in New Zealand with the M2 competition team. He had six race wins, one of which was the New Zealand Grand Prix, and he ended up winning the championship in that series. Lando then returned to Europe to race in the Formula Renault 2 category with Joseph Kaufman Racing. While he was racing in the Formula Renault 2 category, he raced in both the Euro Cup and Northern European Cup. In typical Lando Norris fashion, he ended up winning both series, and had 11 race wins in total and 10 consecutive pole positions. The man is on a winning streak so far in his early start to his career, and he just keeps on going. He then raced with Carlin in the 2017 European Formula 3 Championship and was one of the top competitors that year for the championship title. Lando finished on the podium in 20 out of 30 races, including nine wins and took eight pole positions. He won the title with two races remaining in the calendar, which gave him his fifth racing championship title in four years, which is insanely impressive if I do say so myself, considering how young he is. 
and the fact that he's won more times than there are years in the five times he's won in four years. And then after taking that title in F3, that eventually bumped him up to Carlin in 2018 for the FIA Formula 2 Championship, racing alongside Sergio Set Kamada. Lando won the first race of the season at Bahrain from pole position, but this would be his only race win of the season, unfortunately. He managed to score consistent points and have many podium finishes to hold the lead of the championship until the Red Bull ring, where George Russell took the championship lead. In an unfortunate turn of events, Lando had to retire from both races at Sochi Autodrome, which unfortunately took his shot at another championship title away. This would end up dropping him to third place in the standings behind Alex Albon. Typical Lando, though, he managed to make his way back up to second place after the final race of the season, which took place at the Yas Marina circuit. And then, going a little back in time to February of 2017, Lando was signed as a junior driver with McLaren. Later that year, he tested for McLaren during a mid-season test and ended up setting the second fastest lap in the second day of testing at the Hungaroring. In late 2017, Lando became the official McLaren test and reserve driver for the 2018 season. Lando then participated in his first official practice session at the Belgian Grand Prix, recording 26 laps. He then drove in six more practice sessions during the year. Zach Brown had nothing but praise when he first had Lando join the McLaren Junior Driving Program, and knew then what he would turn out to be for the team. So Landa joined the United Autosports team in order the race for the 2018 24 Hours of Daytona in the 2018 IMSA IMSA Sports Car Championship alongside two-time Formula One championship Fernando Alonso, as well as the 2016 and 2017 Asian Le Mans Series LM. P3 champion Philip Hansen. Norris and his team finished the race in 13th in their class in 38th position overall. Following the race, Fernando Alonso hailed Norris as an impressive speed, stating that the stints he did were very impressive, the teamwork, the preparation, the focus, and that they would do it again if they had the opportunity one day. But they will end up meeting again as shortly after that, he transitioned on to McLaren. An exciting talent on track away from it, Lando has a modest charm and an artistic side as he designs and paints his own race gear as a hobby. He gets many of these ideas from the legend himself, Valentino Rossi, as talked previously before. He is also known to use his quadrant colors in every helmet design. He also, alongside teammates in the future, Daniel Ricciardo, is the most known in the F1 grid to design and have very expressive and fun helmets. So to see the different designs that they do... It almost makes me wonder if they design them together so they can have like crazy helmets, but love to see it. I never thought about it that way before. Now that you mention it, like, I wonder if they legitimately like talk 
and are like, hey, I'm doing this with my helmet. Is this, like, what are you doing? That would actually be pretty legendary if they teamed up with it. But speaking of Lando's helmet designs, he never fails when he has a special edition race helmet for certain races. I mean, he's always on point with whatever he designs and chooses to wear. Some of my favorite designs have been his beach ball helmet that he sported at this year's Miami GP, the basketball helmet that he wore at last year's Miami GP, his all-chrome helmet that he had for Silverstone this year, his special Monaco helmet that he had for the Monaco GP this year because of the Triple Crown, and one of my personal favorites is his hand-painted helmet that he had in Mexico last year. I just, I don't know what it was about that helmet, but I just thought it was awesome and amazing. And the fact that he had a local artist do that, I think that's what also, like, touched my heart a little bit. And I thought it was so cool, and that made it even cooler. But now we are going to get into Lando's career at McLaren and kind of what has taken place over the last couple of years. So Lando was contracted to drive for McLaren for the 2019 season, and his teammate was Carlos Sainz Jr. These two would grow to be the bestest of buddies, the bestest of friends, and if I'm being completely honest, I think they're in love with each other secretly, just based on how they act. And I mean, Carlando, I love them. (laughs) Anyways... (laughs) Lando qualified 8th on his debut at the Australian Grand Prix and ended up finishing the race in 12th. He scored his first ever Formula 1 points at the Bahrain Grand Prix, where he finished in 6th place. The first time Lando had to retire the car that season was at the Chinese Grand Prix after he took damage from a first lap collision with Daniel Kvyat. More retirements followed at the Spanish Grand Prix after a collision with Lance Stroll and at the Canadian Grand Prix after a brake fire, which caused his suspension to fail. Soon, more problems started to arise for Lando as he seemed to have mechanical issue after mechanical issue for a couple of races. He was on course to finish 7th at the French Grand Prix, but had hydraulic problems late in the race and ended up finishing in P9. At the Austrian Grand Prix, he luckily ended up finishing in 6th, which matched his best result that he has had in Formula 1 that season. He was forced to start from the back of the grid at the German Grand Prix due to penalties for exceeding the allowed number of engine components for the season. Those penalties, honestly though, were kind of for nothing because he eventually did have to end up retiring from the race after a power failure, which is kind of unfortunate because he had that all upgraded and it just kind of didn't work. But at the Belgian Grand Prix, he started in 11th and raced his way up to 5th in the early stages of the race. He was able to keep his race pace up and maintain his position and was set to record his best career finish, but suffered a power failure on his final lap and sadly finished in 11th. A bit of luck started to come since he had three consecutive points finishes at the Italian Grand Prix, the Singapore Grand Prix, and the Russian Grand Prix. At the Japanese Grand Prix, 
Lando was holding steady in fifth place, but then had a collision with Alex Albon during an overtake attempt. Lando dropped back places after collecting floor damage, and he ended up finishing 11th again. At the Mexican Grand Prix, he had a wheel fitted incorrectly after making a pit stop. He spent almost two minutes in the pits, which is not good at all in terms of a Formula One pit stop, considering most of them are like two seconds, not two minutes. But his mechanics did end up fixing the problem, but he eventually did have to retire from the race. He ended his season with three consecutive point finishes, which isn't bad for a rookie. He ended up finishing his first season in F1, 11th in the Drivers' Championship with 49 points. His teammate Carlos ended up scoring 96 points that season, but interestingly, Lando managed to out-qualify Carlos at 11 of the 21 races. Which is pretty impressive, again, for a rookie out-qualifying your senior teammate. The duo managed to score 145 total points that season, which led the team to finish fourth in the Constructors' Championship. During his debut year, Norris signed a multi-year contract to stay with McLaren for the 2020 season until 2022. Now, one of my personal favorite things about 2019 is that is the year where McLaren started their Unbox series on YouTube, which is basically a video recap of race weekend testing or any kind of like big event that's going on for them. And it, it's just a little behind the scenes of what takes place at those different events. So you get to see the drivers and their goofy side and their unserious side and kind of what, what encapsulates the weekend. They also started their challenge videos this year as well, which I know Dre is going to talk about a little bit more. But these videos are honestly some of the best videos McLaren has produced just because of like the chemistry between Carl Lando and just how freaking funny they are. Like the one thing that sticks in my head is the one video I think Dre talks about it, the where they try Japanese food and Carlos just goes, Lando, sushi time! Because Lando hates fish, and it's just one of my favorite things that just sticks in my head. And finally, for 2019, Lando won the Auto Motorsport British Com Competition Driver of the Year Award this year. So now, we're going to kick it off to 2020. As we all know, 2020 was a weird year. The season usually starts off with preseason testing in late February, and then it leads straight into the regular season early March. But the pandemic really threw that out the window. The drivers had already conducted preseason testing before the decision was made to push the regular season back until July and have only 17 races because of different quarantine rules and everything that goes on with having to conduct stuff in different countries, which at the time you weren't really allowed to travel. But Lando was again paired with Carlos Sainz, and their Carlando moments are probably the best thing that's ever happened. I love their marketing team because that year, even though we had nothing to do and the drivers were honestly pretty bored, they produced some great content for us. Like, um, as Meg mentioned, the Japanese food eating contest not contest because it wasn't a contest. Lando would have definitely lost, but their challenge to try the foods. Me and Lando are one in the same because we're picky eaters. And they were like, Lando, here, it's sushi. And he was like, 
no. And they're like, well, what about this one? It doesn't have sushi. He's like, no, it's near a fish. I'm not doing it. And the best thing that came out of that was they all agreed a cup of noodle was the best meal they could have. And that everyone from the, from the mechanics to everyone at, back at the factory should have a cup of noodle. But the specific curry one they were eating. A good video to also watch is their Italian one. Because in that one, they ruined Lando's ice cream by putting coffee in it. And that was just not the move. And you have to see the rest to know what Carlos does. But watch those if you're ever free. They're a couple minutes long, but it's honestly a great laugh. And then McLaren used a Renault engine for that season. And since Carlos had just come from Renault, the previous team he was with, he had great feedback for them. And during that preseason testing, he had the first day and then him and Lando split the second day. And then Lando had the third day himself. And on the third day, the car was already showing some issues because by lap 49, Lando had braking issues and they had to go ahead and pit it and put it in the garage for other problems that were also happening. A few weeks later, when they were supposed to be at the Australian Grand Prix, it got canceled and F1 pretty much went on a break. And during that break, let's get into how the drivers spent it and specifically how Lando spent that time. If y'all didn't know, Lando grew up with most of the drivers you've already heard names mentioned, like Alex Albon and some of the others, and they're all kind of around the same age. So they got an extra vacation, and these boys are in their early 20s in quarantine lockdown with nothing to do. So they get this great, brilliant idea that is honestly the greatest one they've had. And if you can't race in real life, let's race online. So they've got us great entertainment and created the Twitch Quartet, which consists of Lando Norris, George Russell, Charles Leclerc, and Alex Ablon. And Twitch is like an online streaming platform that lets you view the content creators live and what they're seeing on the screen while you also see their in-time reactions. It's pretty cool. So through all of like playing games and just like chilling without actually being able to chill in person, they were able to create some iconic moments from that period, and Lando used that entertainment to raise $12,000 for the COVID Solidarity Response Fund. So he's a little philanthropist. He's a do-gooder also. Lando's Twitch streams got everyone through difficult times, and honestly, our mental healths were on edge at that moment. And at one point, Lando showed <laughs> some points where he also was like, I miss people, because he had a squirrel outside his window and he named it Carlos because he missed him so much. Lando's Twitch streams definitely were and still are some of the best things to have ever happened or occurred. One of my favorite moments is when Lando was trying to get, I couldn't remember if it was a hornet or a wasp. I'm pretty sure it was a hornet, but he was trying to get it out of his room and he was live streaming it while doing so and just watching him freak out and try to get it with like a blower and just everything in his power. <laughs> I was dying. And it's honestly so relatable because I also hate bugs and anything that crawls and would probably have the same reaction. So it was just something to look forward to. And it was something so funny, especially during that time period. Honestly, I would have the same reaction because bugs, no, I'm, I'm good. 
And as much as I know that they need to exist on this earth, I don't want them around me. Um, but when he first started the Twitch streams, he was still living in the UK by the McLaren um, headquarters. And so his old Twitch streamer room was actually pretty cool because he had gotten this neon sign that says Lando Norris with like the Twitch logo above it. That was pretty cool. And then he took us along many rides where he was like opening up gifts from Quadrant, which we'll talk about later on. And just where he would get so upset and like hit his head because he was mad at stuff while streaming. And where we a lot of times heard the iconic you muppet so yeah i i don't know what i would do without lando norris's streams and quite frequently to this day we'll go back and watch some of the original ones to the new ones because he's matured so much but they're still hilarious during this time i'm not saying he matured a whole lot but he matured enough for me to say mr norris because he started a business he founded Quadrant, which is basically an esports team, but they also do apparel. They also do like lifestyle content creation and videos. Like their YouTube videos are honestly so funny. They will have you rolling on the floor laughing that you need a new set of apps. Like it is so funny. And the group that he has representing Quadrant is A1. Like everyone's really stand up and he, you can tell he really enjoys what he does whenever he's away from the track. So when the drivers got the call, you can really tell he enjoys hanging out with them away from the track. But when they finally got the call that he can come back to the track and resume racing, they had a few caveats that F1 put in place, as in there will be no spectators for this season. Everyone has to watch it on TV. Only essential personnel is able to travel with the team and everyone had to get swabbed and wear a mask as most COVID protocols were the same in all the countries. So the first race back was a huge success for Lando, at least. Like he may have spent all this time online, but he was doing some pretty great things in the car because to start off the season opener at the Austrian Grand Prix, Lando finished quali in fourth place behind Lewis. Turns out the saying right place at the right time holds great value because Lewis had a grid penalty meaning Lando went up to starting fourth to now starting third, the highest grid position he has had in F1 at this point in his career, and the highest McLaren had had since 2016. When it came to race time, it's no coincidence that Lando started third because even though Lewis was able to overtake him during the race, Lando was able to get fastest lap on the final lap, and he finished 4.8 seconds behind Lewis to bring in fourth. But the FIA deemed Lewis to have caused a collision with Alex earlier on, and the punishment was a five-second penalty. So after a little mathy math, that means Lando finished 0.2 seconds ahead of Lewis. He finished third. That's his first maiden podium, and it's his second year racing in F1, and he swiped it from a multi-champ. Go him. Epic to say the least during a time when racing was almost completely canceled, and he made his name in the record book as third youngest podium finisher in F1. The next weekend at the Styrian Grand Prix, Lando qualified sixth, but he did a no-no during practice by overtaking under a yellow flag, so he had to be pushed back three places to start ninth. In the last stint of the race, he was able to pass three cars to bring him back home in fifth. 
In Hungary, Lando finished out of the points, but that's all right because following that, he was pretty consistent in finishing in the top 10 until we hit Russia, where he had damage on the opening lap and finished 15th. And the saying goes, bad things happen in threes. At the Eiffel Grand Prix, I'm sorry if I messed that up, Lando had to retire the car because of a power unit failure, and he was in sixth place at the time, so that was pretty hard-hitting for him. And then the last bad karma thing that happened was that in Portugal, he and Lance came together and it punctured Lando's tire. So he finished 13th because of that. The good times were rolling, though, when the good times were rolling for him because he finished 8th in Imola and Turkey, where he started 14th because of another run-in with yellow flag and a five-second penalty. And then he also had the fastest lap for the second time that season whenever he was in Turkey. He finished 4th in Bahrain for a second time that season, first time being Italy and he finished fifth in Abu Dhabi. He helped McLaren clinch third in the Constructors' Championship, beating out Racing Point. Take that, suckers. Lando Norris, the man himself, finished ninth in the World Drivers' Championship, which is only eight points behind Carlos, his enemy. JK, I'm pretty sure it's his favorite person on the grid. Lando has also competed in the 2020-24 Hours of Le Mans virtual with Team Redline in the LMP2 class along with fellow F1 competitor Max Verstappen and Sims racers Atiz Kirchhoff and Gregor Hutu. I am so sorry if I messed up y'all's names. Qualifying in fifth place for the race start, the team were met with a series of technical problems on Verstappen's end and were forced to retire overnight as a result of Verstappen crashing. However, due to a red flag being called, their team was allowed to rejoin back into the grid, Norris and the team finished 25th in the LMP2 standings and in the overall standings. 2020 wasn't so bad of a year for him. And while 2020 was actually not a pretty bad year, despite all the chaos that the world was going through, 2021 brought a different era for Lando. Lando actually remained at McLaren for the 2021 season partnering with his new teammate, Daniel Ricciardo, as Sainz left the team in 2020. This was actually my favorite driver pairing, to be honest, and still to this day, I wish we still had it. Lando qualified 7th for the season opening at the Brain GP and finished the race in 4th. At the Imola GP and qualifying, he would have placed 3rd on the grid, but it was deleted for exceeding track limits. But Even after he started in seventh on race day, he almost got second place before being passed by Lewis Hamilton with three laps remaining, but he did end up finishing third to claim his second Formula One podium finish ever and led to a pretty outstanding 2021 start to the season. At the Monaco GP, Lando started fifth and benefited from Charles Leclerc's failure to start the race and Valtteri Bottas's retirement to claim another podium finish, getting third again. At the Austrian GP, he started in second place after setting a time of 0.048 seconds behind pole sitter Max Verstappen. Wish he could still do that to this day. Norris received a penalty, though, during the race after being judged to have forced Sergio Perez off the track he finished the race though in third to claim his third podium of the season so three was i guess his number 
He set the sixth fastest time in Friday qualifying at the British GP before finishing fifth in the new format sprint qualifying and fourth in the GP. This result moved him up to third place in the driver championship standings. At the Monza GP, though, Lando finished the race second behind teammate Ricardo, who finished him first, scoring his fourth podium of the season and securing McLaren's first one-two finish since the 2010 Canadian GP. I don't know about y'all, if y'all have seen the iconic podium scene with Danny spraying champagne on Lando's head and Zach Brown up there celebrating with them. As the cannons are going off, as Lando, you got to see the champagne spray. It was amazing. And while we all know Lando would have wanted to be first, I'm still happy that they were both on the podium and that we got to see the iconic scene. Lando did take his first Formula One pole position in changing weather conditions and qualifying at the Russian GP. He lost the lead, though, to Carlos Sainz in the first lap before regaining it on lap 13. He continued to lead the race with Lewis Hamilton close behind until rain began to fall in the closing laps. Norris did decide to stay out on dry weather tires while Hamilton pitted for intermediate tires, but the rain soon worsened, allowing Hamilton to overtake and forcing Norris to pit for intermediates causing Lando to finish in seventh, alongside also recording the fastest lap of the race. If only McLaren had changed some of the uh, pitting structures that they did and the tires, maybe he would have won. He finished his season, though, in sixth place in the standing, having lost out to former teammate signs by just 4.5 points. And now we're just going to go into my favorite season, I think, from content, but not the favorite racing season that Lando had, 2022, which also continued to be the Lando and Danny era. In February 2022, Lando ended up signing a contract extension with McLaren that will see him with the team until 2025. Norris competed all three days at the Bahrain official preseason testing after Danny testing positive for COVID-19 and was unable to attend. So typically you don't see them do all three days of preseason testing, but due to uh, COVID-19 still existing, Lando was the only one who could. At the car launch though, I don't know if you've seen the video and you haven't, go back and watch it. Danny seemed to have turned his teammates' laughter mode into overdrive, just as he did back in 2019 at a press conference um, about the iconic beard. You can see Norris gasping for air and unable to contain his laughter and tries to cover his face by walking away, but struggled to do so, lol. Now, we don't know what was exactly said, but you can see Danny whispering in his ear as there's a mass group of people around them while Danny and Lando are just by the new McLaren at the car launch. So there was really nowhere for Lando to hide. So he just tried to cover his face, uh, didn't succeed very well. But to go into the racing season, Norris took third at the Imola Grand Prix, which ended up being his and McLaren's only podium of the season. At the new Miami GP though, Norris brought out the safety car when his McLaren collided with Pierre Gasly's Alfatori. It seemed like the number seven was his number this season, with placing seventh at six races. 
out of, I want to say, the 22 races that year. Also, alongside two DNFs at the Miami and Brazilian GP due to either collisions or car failures. I will say, I got some of my favorite content this year, like previously mentioned, from Danny and Lando. The Miami GP YouTube video about the iconic crop tops and the training regimen that they went through. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're missing out, so please go watch it. Often would be considered the best video still to this day. I just remember they going at the end of the video to James, bye bye, we're good without you. After they already went through a crazy press day regimen. I could go on, so I'm just gonna move move on. In May 2022, despite suffering from tonsillitis, Norris ended up coming sixth at the Monaco GP and secured the fastest lap. He did, however, not get on podium. He did finish the season in seventh with 122 points overall. So seven was the lucky number that year. So now we are going to get into the present day and the 2023 season. So one of my favorite parts about this season so far has been Lando finally releasing his own merch, which I don't know if regretfully is the right word because I'm not regretful about it whatsoever. I have definitely spent way too much of my money on it and I'm actually wearing it right now. So I don't know what else to say, but I just think the merch is awesome because it's his. It's not like McLaren's. It's just tied to him and not all the logos and the sponsors are on it. So I love it. I will say... I love the different lines. The script release and the Miami one were my favorite. But sadly, my order got lost and I never received it. Call them out. Call them out. They didn't make it right. Come on, guys. (laughs) But I would still buy more. But I am terrified because I want my stuff. I want my stuff. So, Lando, if you hear this, help a girl out. I will say because... Eager also bought some stuff from Lando, not gonna lie. I think all we all have. Lando's stuff is like really high quality too. It's like soft but thick. Like you can tell he gave us the best quality he could. I'm pretty sure he tested everything himself too because he does that. But if you do decide to buy it, don't be surprised by shipping. That's all I'm gonna say. It will take a while because it does come from overseas. Don't be surprised by the shipping price either. (laughs) And they ship from DHL. And DHL does not tend to update their shipping stuff, so you don't know. You're just left in limbo. But I have not personally gone into uh, where any of the Lando stuff, other than the one script hoodie that I have, everything else did not make it to me. But I will say he does wear all of his merch, and he does own all of his merch, and you will see him wear it all the time. So you know that he like loves the lines, which is pretty cool. I am so sorry you did not receive your merch. I feel terrible that you did not receive it because I know how much you love him and how much the merch is amazing. I wish I could give you mine or like make like a copy and send it to your place. At least make a copy. I don't know if I'd give it away. You are not giving anybody anything. (laughs) Maybe a photocopy giving it away? Probably not. Yeah, if I could like copy and paste like 
mm-hmm. my stuff and give it to you. Mm-hmm. I definitely 100% would. Because you're well, the Well, I will say, I will say you are a true one. You did send me the Lando Norris bracelet when you got a second one. I will say you're a real one for that one. But if you can figure out a way to photocopy the shirts and send it, sure, sure. It's probably better than getting it from DHL because DHL. Speaking of bracelets, he loves bracelets that he gets from fans. And I just think it's so cute seeing all the bracelets that he has on his wrist and how it just collects over time throughout the weekend. But I do have a bone to pick with him. Or I guess the McLaren lady I gave my bracelets to. I've never seen the one I made on his wrist. So, like, did he ever get it? Do I need to make another one? Like, what? what's the deal? What's the deal, Lando? Like, it's a great bracelet, and we'd be twinning. Come to Austin and give it to him with the rest of us. Yeah, you can add it to the collection of other bracelets that you have made for us to give out. But Lando, if you're listening to this, we've got a bracelet for you. Yes. Or where is the bracelet that was already made? Yeah, there's two, Lando. I made you two. Because that's just... I made you one that says Bob, and I made you an LN4 one. And they're your colors and quadrant colors. So I just want to know if they're alive and well, basically. That's all. And another funny thing that kind of ties into the 2019 interview that was mentioned previously, Lando has finally been able to grow somewhat of a beard and have facial hair after the many years of jokes that he has not been able to grow anything. So I just think that's really funny that he's finally doing it. The um, puberty has done him good, but there was a super funny press conference, as uh, Meg had mentioned, that they that him and Danny had ended up dying laughing about beards and whether or not he was able to grow it and like the stubble. And um, it is absolutely hilarious because Lewis is just in the middle, like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and the boys are just dying laughing and they ended up taking off their mics. And then look back at this now. Danny, he growed one. He grew up. Look at him now. And to add on to this present day, current season momentum of how things are going for Orlando, he got his first ever back-to-back podium finishes in F1 and tied his highest finish in F1 and those back-to-back podiums were just recently. So go Lando. Silverstone and the Hungarian GP. Back-to-back podium finishes. Back-to-back champagne sprays. One, you barely got to see, but thank you, McLaren, for giving us the content we needed. Because F1 TV, you did not bring it. Hopefully, the next race brings the same result. I think there's also back-to-back him messing with Max's trophy in some way or shape or form. Last weekend was... It just dented a little this weekend. It completely broke, but it was awesome either way. I wish we had the podium song that he got last season, but it's okay. But his finishes are on the rise. Hopefully he can get that first one soon. I'm hoping for that first win. Like, I know it's coming. I know he's, like, wanting it so bad. 
But like he said in the post-race interview on Sunday, unless Max retires or DNFs, nothing's going to happen, unfortunately. But speaking of where Lando's going to finish, where he's going to end up potentially, I know it is very highly speculated that Lando will possibly leave McLaren once his contract is up in 2025. But if I'm being completely honest, I don't see that happening unless McLaren goes backwards instead of continuing to go forwards, which is what they have been doing recently. McLaren is his dream team and where he has wanted to be since he was a kid. Plus, I don't really see him fitting in anywhere else based on like what he values and kind of his personality. Like, I just don't see him fitting in at where most people are speculating him to go, which is Red Bull. I just don't see him vibing there. But he believes in the McLaren progress and like the McLaren. I don't know, the McLaren dream right now to be back on top, and he's fully for that, so I just don't see him leaving. It would be quite interesting to see if he left, what would be his options. I agree with you. I don't think he would leave. He's kind of similar to Charles in his way of sticking with his dream team and believing in the vision of moving forward. And I think as long as McLaren is doing well like they are now, I don't see that there being even an option for him to look somewhere else. But with Audi coming to the grid, could we see him move over since there is talk that Carlos is going? Could we see the Carlando back together? I think at Audi, we would see Carlos and Mick because they want a German driver and Mick is the only German driver that I know of that's able to race in F1 because I don't know of any German drivers in F2 or F3 or any of the other supporting series. So, and Carlos obviously has the ties to Audi with his dad. So, I think that would definitely be the pairing unless they they pull Lando. I have no idea, but like we've said, I really don't see him moving just because there's not really many spots for him. I agree that I don't think he would move because he hasn't moved now. And he finally has made it to be like number one, not number one driver because they no longer do that, but like senior driver. He finally is the senior most driver and like with all his experience and stuff. And he's been loyal to McLaren this whole time. I don't think he would move. And his personality would not fit with certain personalities that are in charge at other teams. But his personality does fit with his quadrant people, and that's been hitting it off recently. Like, they've put out a lot of videos that are so funny. There's one where Lando, he's named the best driver because he's the only F1 driver, but there's one guy in his group who doesn't even have a license, and so he had to go and help them, like, figure out how to start the car, put it in clutch, get it going, don't stall out, and then whenever they do stall out, he had to keep helping them. Like, okay, here's how you do it. And it was funny, but it was also really sweet to see how Lando can be really helpful. And like, even though he's an F1 driver, he doesn't hold that above anyone's head or anything. He's very down to earth. And also recently in the garage, (laughs) F1 TV showed a picture and they were like, oh, it's Oscar and his grandma because there was an older lady sitting next to him in McLaren stuff. (laughs) And 
Later on, you see videos, and it's like Lando going up to her, and he goes, "I guess you're Oscar's grandma," <laughs> and, he, and she goes, "What? No, I'm not," because it's it was Lando's grandma that whole time, but F1 TV didn't know because we usually see his dad in the garage, and we'll sometimes see his mom, but that's about it. It was pretty funny, and then he also had a interview from Silverstone where him and Oscar just. I don't know where these questions came from. They were the greatest thing ever. I need to get with this interviewer and see how he got them to answer these because he's like, oh, do you guys believe in like your horoscopes and stuff? And Lando goes, oh my God, I'm a Scorpio and I can tell you all about it. And they're like, okay, well, did you read your horoscope today? He's like, no, I'm not going to tell you. And then he turns to Oscar and goes, you're giving off Pisces energy because Oscar said he doesn't care. And then to go along with my picky eater we vibe because oscar was like oh my girlfriend's uh oh no the question was on a date if they're a picky eater is that a red flag and lando first of all goes that is a green flag and they're like well what if they only ask for chicken nuggets and he goes uh green flag that is my love language like i love you and oscar goes my girlfriend's a pescatarian and lando just looks at him like what even is that? And then the interviewer goes, well, what about people who only eat fish? And he's like, no, they should be banished from this world. And Oscar goes, that's what a pescatarian is. That's my girlfriend. And he goes, yeah, you should get a, you should get rid of her. Like, you gotta go. It was the funniest thing. Like, we're seeing more of Lando's personable and uh, personable, like, fun interactiveness come out. I will say, though, he did say after he was like, you gotta get rid of her. And then he was like, she is a lovely gal, though. Because I think he was trying to be, like, respectful in case she listened to it. But I almost wonder if that is just his personality finally feeling comfortable enough to come out. Or who in the background uh, told him to be a little bit more sassy Lando. Because if it is, I want more. Please. I agree. I don't know if it's because, like, previously he... I don't, I, I don't want to say, like shadowed by danny but like i feel like that was more of danny's personality and lando probably didn't i I don't know what he was thinking but two of them i don't know how that would have worked but i feel like he's kind of being able to be himself now that he is that senior driver and he's just kind of like i'm me let's go and I think Oscar, I think Oscar's almost bringing that out in him too. Like, I feel like Lando's bringing stuff out in Oscar and Oscar's bringing things out in Lando. I love them as a driver pairing. But yeah, I think that's, uh, that has a lot to do with it. I agree. And I think another thing that has a lot to do with it is his PR person from McLaren, Caroline, when she left, I think they kind of just stuck him with somebody and (laughs) I think it changed up again, but he really went off the rails whenever she left. He's like, I'm able to do whatever I want now. And Danny's gone. I can be the person. I think it allowed him to be a little bit more of the spotlight, if that makes sense. And Oscar is very shy and very like reserved, but then funny once you get to talk about him and see him in interviews. So I think Lando, like Meg said, Lando compliments Oscar and Oscar compliments Lando in a lot of ways. And it's actually pretty cool to see some of the interviews that come out with them because it brings out a different side of both of them that you haven't seen 
than either of them in previous years. Do y'all think it's because they're both Gen Zers and they fully embrace Gen Z compared to whenever he was paired with Carlos or Danny, they're older, so they're not really the same generation and same connection? I hope not, because that just makes me feel a lot older as a millennial, but it would make sense. But furthermore, let's talk about what the 2023 driving series has brought. So they started off the season not doing well at all and wondering if the upgrades would actually really work per se after they got them for Miami, but then weren't going to see them to races down the line to now actually competing against Ferrari and Ashton Martin and Red Bull up there at the top um, with the recent wins and Oscar actually doing very well as a rookie. Lando also stated that, and I'm not sure if it's the car or if it's necessarily him, but he tends to do very well in the rain and sometimes banks on it. And you tend to see him do a little bit better than most other drivers. So maybe it's just the skill level and training regimen that he goes through. But I will say that this year so far, he is actually eighth in the championship and has a total of 60 points so far. But he's working himself up there with two podiums, and hopefully we should see him in first place. And I know Dre had already mentioned this previously, but as Lando is only 23, he has became McLaren's senior driver. It is the only time in his racing career that he's been the older driver in a team. But with four years, multiple podiums and pole positions in his pocket at this time, he isn't short of experience. And we hope to see what the remaining season brings. And hopefully it's a good one. But let's talk a little bit about what his life is outside of Formula One. Now, we're not going to dive too far into it, but we are going to let you know kind of some of the stuff that he does outside of it so you can keep up with him and learn a little bit more. So he has a love for antique cars with this Fiat Jolly. It is actually gorgeous with that blue. And he recently got a new custom-made McLaren 765LT. It's a supercar with many custom pieces with bringing a little bit of the carbon fiber to Quadrant to McLaren. And it took him a little bit over a year to design and create. and. It is actually his first car that he has purchased that it wasn't given to him of that structure, of that momentum, that expensive. And um, furthermore, we had DJ Lando for a period of time. And while it was short-lived, it was my favorite thing. And I'm really upset because I attended the Austin GP last year and he actually DJed at a nightclub down there and i did not get to see it would have probably been my only chance to see it since he doesn't do it anymore and he has taken some of his time to focus more just predominantly on his racing career twitch and quadrant but if you decide to come back lando and make a dj lando appearance again i wouldn't be upset because you were really good at it and if you've listened to some of the edits they're really freaking phenomenal. He should make an album. So if you have any ideas for another uh, avenue of life outside of F1, Lando, please proceed. But he did end up moving from the UK to Monaco due to financial reasons. And I actually think it's a really cool idea since he's with a lot of other F1 drivers. He does have, however, 
a recent carding car that he created called LN4 Carding. While it's still new and it's been out for only a couple months now, it's really pretty and he brings a lot of his iconic helmet designs into his carding um, design. And then last but not least, golf. This man has a lot of hobbies. Let me just tell you. You can see him out playing golf in his spare time with his best friend, Max Fetchwell, and some of the other F1 drivers and tends to do a golf course everywhere he travels for F1 and or as just a favorite pastime. So maybe you'll see him playing golf one time. If you do, say hi. And now just to wrap it all up, we are going to tell you our favorite quotes leading into the pre outro so our favorite Lando Norris driver quote has to be, I tend not to really think about what other people say. I'd rather just try and focus on what I'm doing, try and win, basically. And Lando always seems to get beat up for things that are taken way out of context and that most other drivers are not scrutinized for or beaten up for like most recently he said something about lewis that was taken way out of context and he did not mean in the way people are portraying it but it's social media and all of that jazz but he has said multiple times how things like this have seriously impacted his mental health and that is why he is such a big advocate for mental health in F1, as well as just mental health in general. And his advocacy is one of the many reasons why I love him as a driver and as a person, just because I suffer from some stuff personally. So seeing him advocate for people just really means a lot, and it puts a smile on my face. And yeah, thank you, Lando Norris. I do enjoy this guy on and off the grid. I mean, like it or not, the kid's hilarious. It could just be my sense of humor, but uh, who knows? What's your favorite Lando moment? Let us know on our socials. Everywhere we are at Paddock Girls Podcast, except for Twitter. There we are at Paddock Girls Pod. I'm honestly loving all the Quadrant content like Drea talked about, with or without him in it. Honestly, check them out for sure if you haven't yet. Thank you all so much for joining us in the Paddock today. We will see you in Spa. Bye, Craig. Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig.